The following broadcast by the Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners. Dr. Carson teaches the power of the kingdom in its original Jewish context that will revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministries. In today's broadcast, Dr. Dana Carson, the Kingdom Voice, teaches a powerful lesson on spiritual gifts. Today's message is titled, The Diversity of Gifts, coming from Romans chapter 1, verse 11, and chapter 11, verse 29. Romans 1 and 11, Paul says, uh, I desire to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. So Paul talks about his desire to see the Roman Christian so that he can impart a spiritual gift, which suggests that he wants to give them something that they cannot access on their own. And then in Romans 11 and 29, Paul tells us about spiritual gifts. Uh, he says the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable or without repentance. And so um, in Romans 12 and, and 6, uh, Paul discusses and says that God has given every man a measure of faith that we may operate in our spiritual gifts. So spiritual gifts operate by faith. So when we look at Romans 1 and 11, Paul desires to see the Roman Christians in person that he may impart some spiritual gift, something that they do not have, uh, innately or organic or organically he has to bring it to it and and release it and then he says that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable I did a whole teaching that explains this contextually but I'm just going to make mention of the principle of the gifts and the callings are without uh, repentance or regret because God in his omniscience knew everything that was to, that you were going to do, had done, will do, and still chose to choose you. And so it's without repentance. And then Paul says in, in Romans 12 and 6, that every man has been given a measure of grace in order to be able to operate in the gifts that God has given him. So I want you to know we are the church we are a gifted community. And if you're not operating in your gifts, then uh, we've, got to, we've got to help you because uh, you're missing the time of your life. So I want to welcome you back to, to the teachings on, on spiritual gifts. So last time we were together, we established that spiritual gifts are necessary to be more effective in our calling. Thus, if you're going to be effective in doing what God has called you to do, you're going to need some super on your natural. Uh, the gifts, uh, and the scripture says that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable or uh, without regret. God has given gifts to accompany your calling. So he called you according to a purpose that he asked for you, 
and he gave you and he gives you access to the gifts to make you effective in that calling. Spiritual gifts enable the believer to become a fully functional follower of Christ, impacting the world, not with simply the message of the kingdom of God, but also the power of the kingdom of God that breaks the yokes of Satan who blinds and bounds the unbeliever. Paul established that uh, we all need spiritual gifts and that we need not come short of spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 7, there are spiritual gifts for everyone who is called. And remember, we're called according to his prothesis, his beforehand research, his beforehand conclusion, his beforehand uh, uh, treatise. So Romans 8 and 28 said, who are the called according to his purpose, not your purpose, not my purpose, his purpose. His purpose becomes our purpose, just like our sin became his sin. Now, his purpose becomes our purpose, and our sin became his sin. He that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God created in Christ Jesus. The word righteous, righteousness, dikaiusene, uh, which means to be in right standings qualitatively with God. So the righteousness of God suggests that we're operating in the will of God, in the purpose of God. And so when you are saved, his purpose is your purpose. Just like when you're saved, your sin became his sin. It was an exchange. And so when you start talking about your purpose, you have to understand your purpose is his purpose. Paul's teaching uh, helps us to understand that in the purpose of God, which is discipleship and evangelism, the purpose of God, the purpose of God is uh, for us to go ye therefore in all of the world and make disciples. Is to be a dynamic witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. So we've been called to be worldwide witnesses for the kingdom of God uh, who exemplify the power of God. Uh, Paul says uh, that the kingdom of God is not simply in word, but it's in power. So uh, God wants us to be power people, spiritual people. Spiritual people are supposed to be powerful people. When you say spiritual, you're talking about being fueled by the Holy Spirit. I am a spiritual person because I have the Spirit of God in me. And the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. So I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have the Holy Spirit, the power of God in me. And one day I'm going to reconnect with the Father in, uh, in, a, in an atmosphere of the kingdom eternal. So, man, we're supposed to be powerful people. Paul, so Paul writes, and, and I'm going to pick up because Paul, Paul teaching suggests that people, uh, the kingdom, kingdom people or believers 
ought not be ignorant concerning uh, spiritual gifts. And the body of Christ today has departed both from the knowledge and the usage of spiritual gifts. Uh, and we have given over to the spirit of enlightenment and new age spirituality, burning incenses and uh, incense and candles and creating mystical, uh, non-biblical mystical experiences that suggest uh, you're having some form of spir uh, spiritual interaction. And unfortunately, we have lost uh, the power of God through spiritual gifts and communion with the Holy Spirit. The impact of Azusa has dissipated or have become spiritually diluted by the spirit of racism, classism, sexism, denominationalism, and legalism, uh, and egotism. Why all of these isms, Dr. Carson? Well, when Azusa came in 1906, which was uh, a rebirth, uh, re or rebirth, or refreshing, uh, of the Spirit of God upon the church since the book of Acts. We had not seen uh, that kind of infusion of the Spirit since Acts chapter 2. Well, what happened to it, Dr. Carson? Well, what happened to it was uh, the watersheds and dispensationalism. Uh, and when I say dispensationalism, I'm saying that... Uh, Right now, we're in a place where we are trying to renew the dispensations, uh, through, through dispensations, the acts of the early church. So, I, I talk about uh, uh, the uh, seven dispensations of theological renewal. So, I talk about how... Uh, the first century church to the third century was uh, the dispensation of inspiration. I talk about how all of the activities of the early church left the church when Romanization took over. Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, Westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. So it's, it, it stopped us from being that model uh, or reflecting the model of the early church. So in 1906, when uh, doing the uh, uh, dispensation of the uh, Holy Spirit coming back in on the church, um, we called it the Azusa experience in 1906, um, it came to unify the church and unfortunately, in 1906, it was a very troubling time in America concerning racism, classism, sexism, and because of denominationalism uh, and then legalism, people thinking that they can earn their salvation by their works, and then egotism, where all the gifts were believed just to be uh, 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 inside of one dynamic and anointed leader and the people couldn't experience the gifts so we 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 lost we lost the power of pentecost and i believe prophetically now 
through the gospel of the kingdom, God is restoring to us. He's restoring to us. He's restoring to us uh, the power of the kingdom. And that power will demonstrate itself in the gifts of the spirit. Because you can't have the super on your natural and you not be spiritually gifted. And so Paul, Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 and 2. Now concerning spiritual gifts, I talked about that, the word gifts in the King, New King James, italicized, which means it's not in the original manuscript. They put it there as a, a, a word that could possibly help you make more sense of the verse. But if you would read that same verse in the complete Jewish Bible, it says, but brothers, I do not want you to go on being ignorant about the things of the Spirit. And so here, Paul said, now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So the word here, spiritual, is the Greek term pneumatikos, which means spiritual brethren, people that are spiritual. I do not want you to be ignorant of the spiritual world or the spiritual life, brethren, or spiritual people. So he teaches us that though there are diversity of gifts, uh, there is only one spirit that distributes the gifts. So Paul tells us that we have diversified gifts, but there's only one spirit that gives us the gifts. So let's look and see what he says here. Uh, so verse 3 is very powerful, 1 Corinthians 12 and 3. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And so listen to what he's saying, or, or anathema. So he says that the only way that you can know who Jesus is, is by the Holy Spirit. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. See, this is how important the role of the Holy Spirit is in you. Jesus says, except you be born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit regenerates you. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the revelation of who Jesus is. Intellectually, you can't figure that out. And it is the work of the Spirit. But today we have removed the work of the Spirit. And so because we've removed the work of the Spirit, we've also displaced the power of the kingdom. And because there is no need for the Holy Spirit, the church is impotent and it is powerless over the forces of evil and Satan. But God said, and this gospel, Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached around the world as a witness, and then shall the end come. You can't have the gospel of the kingdom without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so men have uh, redefined and controlled uh, spiritual experiences through carnal minds and have locked out, not only is Jesus standing on the outside of the church, Revelations chapter 3.20, trying to see, you know, knocking to see who can hear him, but we've also shut down the power of the Spirit. Well, what do you mean? Well, Jesus said the Spirit was given 
to be a help a helper to us, a paracletos. He was called alongside to assist us, and the Spirit would bring back to our remembrance or our memory or remembrance all the things that Jesus taught. Now, if you put Jesus out the church, there ain't nothing to remember about his teachings. Then by default, you've put the Holy Spirit out of the church. And so as a result, you have a carnal-led church, a church that is powerless and spiritless, and we have used something else to be a counterfeit experience to motivating us. And so the motivation now is secular humanism. It's what you can do by your own willpower and focus to be the best, do the best, and have more than anyone. So they, we use that as a motivation, as an energy, because people feel energetic when they believe they can have whatever they want. They walk out, yeah, hype, yeah, we can do it. Like a little scene in The Nutty Professor, yes, I can. See, so that's what happens. You you get the Richard Simmons approach and you you shout, yes, I can. And so you get motivated. There's no Holy Spirit in in in, in Richard Simmons uh, motivation. Uh, but people feel, yes, I can. So we replace the real work of the Holy Spirit with secular humanism and self-idolatry, a belief, a belief in ourselves, and we release chemicals in our brain that create highs for us, and uh, we become uh, decept, uh, deceived by the deceptions of Satan and the absence and the void of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to work in you. The Holy Spirit wants to do a work in you. He wants to use you. So you can't be born by the Spirit of God. Uh, uh, you, you, well, you can't be born again except by the Spirit of God. Jesus said in Romans 6, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal body and give you life. So we're born by the Spirit. We're sanctified by the Spirit, and we'll be glorified by the Spirit. So that means that the Spirit gives us regeneration. The Spirit leads us in sanctification. And the Spirit raises our bodies from the dead in glorification. That means then we need to be spiritually connected and spiritually aware people because of the power of the Spirit of God. We love the ministry of Jesus and we understand that was phase one. Well, I'll say phase two because phase one was the Father's phase and that was done in the mind of God in eternity. But then phase uh, two was the ministry of Jesus making manifest what the Father had planned in eternity. And then phase three, beloved, then is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, which means he said it if you didn't believe it. He said it on the cross. It is finished. My dispensation now is finished. I've done and run the run, the, the, the leg of the race that was to me. So he said it at the right hand of the Father. However, the Holy Spirit now descended 
on the day of Pentecost. And now the Spirit of God is here and, the, and Christ is in us. The Bible says that when we got saved, the Spirit put us in Christ and put Christ in us. So it's the work of the Spirit of God that creates the dynamics of salvation. So we've got to get back to understanding the Holy Spirit. And without an understanding of the Holy Spirit, we are going to be powerless and lost. So Paul tells us, listen, and I know my time is moving, but I get excited when I get to talking about the Word of God. So and uh, so he says that no one man could call Christ Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then he said this, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now, Paul makes a very profound statement. The profundity of this text has always uh, blown my mind when I consider uh, what I consider a Trinitarian text, where it's talking about the work of the Father, the work of the Son, and the work of the Spirit. So in administrations, that's the work of the Father. And then, it's, then it says, in different ministries, that's the work of the Son. And he gave some to be da-da-da-da-da. Now we're going to talk about that. And then with, with the uh, giftings of spiritual gifts, and let me see what it's, how it says. It says in diversity of activities. So the activities which are based upon spiritual gifts is the work of the Spirit. So you have the administration, the work of the Father. You have the ministries, the work of the Son. And then you have the activities, the work of the Holy Spirit. Man, we're going to have a great time studying this. And my, my thought and prayer is and, and hope is that God transforms your life, puts the Holy Spirit back in charge in your life. Because Romans uh, 8 and 14 says, As many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we're going to be talking about this supernatural relationship that was designed by God the Father, executed by God the Son, and empowered by God the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about uh, this, and I know that God is going to bring you into a greater understanding of what it is that you're called to do. Don't you want to hear him say at the end, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org radio. If you would like to know more about the kingdom and your faith, we invite you to enroll in the Kingdom Bible University. Check this out. Studying the Bible can be challenging if you don't understand what you're reading. As kingdom citizens, we are called to live out God's word in every moment of our lives, but we must understand the word in order to do that. The Kingdom Bible University was created to help believers learn God's word on a practical level and teach you how to live it out in your daily life. 
KBU desires to help you achieve the kingdom knowledge and empowerment of the Bible that helps you enhance your spiritual life to maximize your potential. Find out more information about KBU by visiting our website, www.kingdombibleuniversity.com. Understand the Bible like never before and experience the power that is within to change your life for God's glory. Learn more about KBU today. Before we end this broadcast, we would like to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Please repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now, acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your grace. Save me, Lord. Make me clean. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you said this prayer, we celebrate with you. And we invite you to join online to further your kingdom journey at therockwoi.com and click on join online. We would love to assist you through your new kingdom life and send you a free copy of Dr. Carson's book, My New Life in the Kingdom. We look forward to connecting with you. Hi, beloved. This is Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the Kingdom Voice. You know, I work very, very hard to fulfill the purpose of God on my life and the church's life. And we take this gospel of the kingdom around the world. We're touching lives all over. We're touching lives globally. And I want you to partner with me so that we can do that in a more effective manner. And also that fruit may abound to your account. Every time I preach the gospel, that means that you're there preaching it with me because you're providing the necessary support that allows me to reach nations and people all over the world. I need your support. I want you to partner with me. If you click the link, it'll tell you a little bit more about our partner's ministry. But will you partner with me? I want you to be able to say, I partner with Dana Carson Kingdom Ministry, and we take the gospel of the kingdom around the world. Thank you. God bless. And this gospel of the kingdom across the world. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministry.